we are back with another exciting episode of so that's why you like it podcast and uh, we hope you liked our discussion on little women last week we received some positive comments and thank you so much for that and as usual i have navodhi with me hey all so navodhi anything interesting happened over this week interesting actually i was sick oh, oh. so <laughs> nothing interesting happened are you all right now yeah kind of okay now <laughs> okay that's good then yeah so sanda how was your week did you try something new or something happened well last week was my mother's birthday so i was oh. i thought like i acquired some baking skill during this point oh. so i might like use it <laughs> okay and so i made her the birthday cake wow yeah that's the interesting that that happened I baked her birthday cake. Yeah, so how was it? Was it tasty? Um, well, it's not good to praise my own cake, but it was yummy. Like it was so soft and yummy. Yes. Oh my god, you're <laughs> making me hungry now. <laughs> I'll make one for you as well. I'll send oh, it to you. Oh, <laughs> really? Thank you so much. <laughs> Anytime. So, anyway, so this week uh, we are going to talk about something different, isn't it? Yes. Actually we thought of like moving away from movies for a bit and have a little visit to a hobby that has grown a little older and thought to do that with the help of a very special yes. person this special person made our childhood lot more fun and of course gave wings to our imagination and made our old hobby which is like book reading very interesting and nice adventure Yes indeed he also helped us play with witches mm-hmm. magic giant peaches and more also with chocolate invention of course if you were one of his crazy fans in your childhood like we were you sure must have guessed him by now <laughs> yeah enough of this suspense now so we are going to talk about uh, the beloved children book writer Roald Dahl and about his marvelous children book creations like uh, Matilda James and the Giant Peach the Witches and of course the all time favorite Charlie and the Chocolate Factory yes and why did we choose Roald Dahl actually we conducted a poll and received the votes of our audience and that's how we decided that we are going to talk about Roald Dahl today right yeah um so i guess we received a lot of votes for all dal i believe our audience is also like crazy fans of his books like we were i remember like in my childhood me and one of my cousins we used to go to stores and specifically search for his books only and um that was kind of like my golden roll dal face yes i think we all had our roll dal face right so <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so um as we all are fans of his writing so how about we get to know who he was before he became this marvelous you know child children book writer yes of course actually he was born in 1916 september 13 in cardiff that's in england right yes of course in uk so uh, he was the third child of his father's second marriage actually uh, his family was a very wealthy one when he was still a child because his father was a businessman and uh, they lived in a mansion and they had a big farm 
and they lived a very luxurious life okay uh, and soon after some tragedies followed like the death of his eldest uh, sister called astri and actually that uh, that was happened due to appendicitis can you even believe like it's like a very trivial disease if it is in modern time like yeah but at that time it was a fatal disease so this actually affected his father very much so he also died because of pneumonia after few months so that actually marked the beginning of dal family's downfall i will say it's not a very huge downfall they weren't poor but actually they had to step down from their wealthy life for a bit and actually there's something that i should mention when i as i was talking uh, about his father harold uh, he was actually a very uh, interesting person because when i was reading about him uh, in roldal's book called boy he actually records some of his life events in that book in that uh, in first chapter called papa and mama he says that his father had this strange habit of taking his wife uh, on trips to very beautiful places uh, actually that that he did when she was pregnant with a child okay so i think uh, and he says that he did it because he wanted his unborn child to feel like feel the uh, need to appreciate the beautiful things through the mother like that's actually a very fascinating concept right yeah it's, it's so beautiful yes and uh, actually he was a prankster roald dahl was a prankster when he was in college in his kindergarten and his school so i think that must have uh been in his books as well if you can remember what we re- read in his books right yes of course uh these pranks might have been inspiration for his pranks in his books <laughs> yes so this child you talked about uh <clears throat> he grew up to serve in royal air force during world war 2 and he became a intelligence officer and then when he left the air force he was a squadron leader later he married uh, an american actress patricia noel uh, in 1953 and they had five children who continued roldal's legacy uh, the, out of these five children um, he exp- uh, he lost his eldest daughter just like he lost his eldest um, sister in his childhood he lost his daughter to um, measles encephalitis at the age of 7 and that really broke him as a character like as a person and also his son theo also uh, underwent some um, diseases and some physical challenges as well so um after he rolled out gets married for the second time as well and um his second wife wife is felicity and uh, all the fundraisers and everything that they are under his name now is started by his second wife as well so when we talk about his writing career uh, it's a nice story how he got his first writing work published so when he was like an intelligence officer for air force um, he had this british uh, writer friend called cs forrester and this writer friend was given a task by a magazine 
to uh, you know write a story based on Roald Dahl's flying experiences. So he went to Roald Dahl and asked him to write some anecdotes about his experience, so he could like read read them and then write his own story. But when he read Roald Dahl's anecdotes, he was like, "This is good. I will publish this directly." So he published this directly in 1942, and that was Roald Dahl's first published work. And when we talk about all his other work, it's really interesting. He has sold more than 250 million copies worldwide. That's great, isn't it? Wow, that's a big number, isn't it? Wow. Yes, and he has been the bestseller uh, for like his all his work has become like bestseller. And I remember reading somewhere someone has said like one of the greatest storytellers for children of the 20th century. That's the name that was given to Roald Dahl. Wow. Yeah. Yes, I think he deserved that name, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And uh, yeah, like I have read uh Roald Dahl books like long ago, but I really couldn't remember it until very recently. I started rereading them during this quarantine period because I I kind of remember that oh, I loved his writings and I loved how he presented his stories like they were children's books but even at the age of 25 i think i'm still in love with them <laughs> so we are like children from the heart yes right? children at heart yes so i uh, actually recently started rereading his books uh, my favorite that was matilda so when i was reading that i found it really amusing like i feel like i am also a child like in need of something adventurous like matilda had so how she defended her classmates and how she like punished uh, her parents for being nasty i mean he, her dad was like a cheater when it comes to like selling old cars to people something like that, that was very funny how she punished him right yes <laughs> using yeah, like very uh, amusing pranks and tricks and everything uh and i was reading that book i actually uh read another book of him called boy which is actually kind of a autobiography of roald dahl that he wrote oh yes uh, yes and in that he mentions that he was also a prankster when he was a child so that <laughs> was really that was really amazing how he joins uh, his own experiences into his stories right i mm, think you might yes. have found the same thing in your favorite books isn't it sanda yes i i really love his writing style like more than writing the story like you know very seriously he just like plays around with words and like it's kind of like a humorous writing style that's like perfectly fit for children that's really nice um as you mentioned i also reread some some of the books that i read in my childhood as well like um uh, the book the witches uh i reread it recently and uh, i found it still so much interest in the same way i found it when i was a child as well uh so have you read witches i actually i actually haven't read witches So can you just explain it a bit to me? I'm I'm really curious to know what he read, wrote in that one. <laughs> yes. 
you might be curious from the title as well right the witches <laughs> yes yes witches of course <laughs> so um witches is basically you have a boy seven year old boy who is unknown which is great because you can be that boy when you are reading the book and then the story is about his grandmother he she explains who these witches are like these witches are real people who live among us we can't really identify them as witches but then she says like these kind of traits are there in this uh women so you have to pay attention and identify these witches and uh, i found it really hilarious when um uh rolled on uh included like he 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 has this first passage where he introduces witches who these witches are and who can be witches so he says that the uh woman who sits next to you on the bus or else the woman who lives next door uh-huh. can be witches even though they look adorable and he says like i'll read it to you okay <clears throat> it's like small part it's really really interesting because like she, he says uh she might even and this will be make you jump she might even be your lovely school teacher who's reading these words to you at this very moment look carefully wow. at the teacher perhaps she's smiling at the absurdity of such suggestions but don't let that put you off it could be part of her cleverness so imagine you being a child in a classroom and your teacher read that parts to you that part to you <laughs> i love a lot like imagining a child being scared of that he saw yeah. a teacher yeah so yeah. He, I, that's why roald dahl is like special he used this kind of like you know like fun things like fun tricks to you know have these children involved in this like engrossed in these stories so i read somewhere like he said <clears throat> the writer for children must be a jockey sort of a fellow like he should really know the tricks and jokes and all the riddles and childish things to become this you know a writer for like a yeah. better writer for children yeah. that's really like uh, portrayed in his stories isn't it yes of course i mean he proves that imagination doesn't have a limit right yes, i mean yes yes that's how he creates a lot of fantasy worlds within his stories don't you agree Yes I mean if you take his uh books like of course I will talk about Matilda and in that one he creates a world where uh, the parents are kind of very annoying and very uh, cruel as well as very you know uh, mannerless people and how uh, how a child can even possess superpowers like that's very Ama- like very f- fun and amazing for a child to read and like even i think he tries to paint this nice fantasy world within his book and try to teach a kid something that uh he or she should learn i mean like what is good and what is bad you know something like that and also i think in witches also he uh, he paints a nice fantasy world as you said like like there are witches and everything those are yes what i'm talking about it's not fantasy witches are real now they 
uh, who are who who always like associated with evil like the children who are in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory like uh, before Charlie got like Charlie was the only child who was left at the end because all the mischievous work the other children did like right so um, yes it, it's also one of his traits that he when he writes the story if there's a spoiled child he shows like without preaching like without preaching you shouldn't be spoiled child and all he he shows it through the story like if you become a spoiled child you won't get anything it, it's the good children that always wins it's the good children that always gets what is nice not the spoiled children so being a spoiled kid is not good so that's also one of his lessons that he always try to convey through his stories and also of course the major thing that he always states like the there's always good and evil and always good overcome the evil that's always there in his stories isn't it yes definitely and when we are talking about charlie and the chocolate factory i think we can't mm. forget this thing like he creates a new kind of a world and he generated new words like umpa lumpa or something oh, like yes. yes and the golden ticket like it mm. kind of creates a different world right using new words so did you find any things like that um i of course agree with you that there he he always mentions sounds yes. and new words like it really get the interest of the children that are reading uh, and of course i have heard that he had you know created 238 new words in his book bfg as well but uh, there's something more specific that i noticed as well like he he often use names for characters uh like for example in uh, charlie and the chocolate factory of course um you remember the first child who who uh, gets out of the you know inheriting the chocolate factory race oh the plump one the fat one i think yes yes his name was augustus gloop so from that name augustus gloop you obviously you know picture a boy who eats a lot who's fat and everything so that's also one of his like you know uh, one of his techniques <laughs> that's a clever way of using words yes <laughs> yeah so that was one of his techniques like he often used like um he used he write like he used names for characters to you know depict the inner reality through the outside appearance kind of a way like through the name his or her inner reality is portrayed as well that's yes. interesting i real i found that uh, in his one of his books uh, he uses this word called sizzling pan actually he refers to frying pan like if you are a child who is reading that book and you don't know what a frying pan is you will eventually get what he is talking about by the sound that he uses instead of saying the frying pan like sizzling sound anyone would know that we heard the sizzles uh, sizzling sound when we fry something right so the child is definitely coming to know that ah oh, okay he's talking about the frying pan or the pan that we used to fry things like if if you, if you are a child you must not know all the words in the world right 
So I think that's a very clever way of him uh, like telling interesting words to to children. And like also um, uh, one of the main things that Roald Dahl used in his stories is like personification. Like you have animals who talk like human and that ad- adds the fun to the ride he's creating, isn't it? Like in Witcher, you have these mices um uh, mices who like act like humans who talk like humans that act to the fun like that add to the fun when you are reading that oh uh, because you never expect to see a mice talk in real life isn't it that would be scary yes that would be scary <laughs> yeah i mean for a child that will be really fun you know Yes. You know, children normally like that. They love animals. So if if a child is reading that they would love that story. Hmm. Yes, that that's also very nice for him to uh, use that technique in his stories as well. Um and um and I wanted to say if anyone is interested this this there's a, a book after Charlie and the Chocolate Factory okay. as well. Did you know that? Uh, I think it's uh, Charlie and the Glass Elevator, is it? Yes. Yes, Charlie and wow. the Glass Elevator. I found it by accident, okay. actually. I, I, really? I wa- watched Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie and then I read the book and I didn't even expect it to have a, you know, a follow-up book. But then I accidentally found there's a follow-up book which which talks about the journey that Charlie and Willy Wonka has in this elevator that they go up at the end of the book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That's also a very interesting story. I can't remember exactly how the story goes, but that was interesting as well. So if anyone who's listening is interested, you can find the book and read it as well. Charlie and the... Glass Elevator, right? Yes, Charlie and the Glass Elevator. Oh, uh, and I forgot to mention this. This is a fact that we can't leave leave uh, out of our discussion. So Ro- when Roald Dahl uh, died in 1990, November 23rd, he died of a rare uh, blood cancer at the age of 74. But uh, his granddaughter has mentioned that they gave him a sort of a Viking funeral. And um, I don't know what exactly a Viking funeral is, but she has men- mentioned that they gave him a Viking funeral. Okay. And he was buried with uh, snooker cues and some good burgundy chocolate, HB pencils and so uh-huh. on. Okay. Yeah. And also today, uh, children continue to leave toys and flowers by his grave. If you go to England, you can visit his grave and leave a chocolate or a flower for him. Yes. I think if you are a fan of, diehard fan of Roald Dahl, you would like, you know, you can add it to your uh, bucket list or something like that. Yes. (laughs) When talking about his legacy, actually, uh, we can't leave this uh, fact that he wasn't just a writer. He wasn't just a renowned writer, but he Mm. was actually a support to the community. How he did that was actually uh, his legacy was continued by his second wife, Felicity. Okay. Uh, You Mm. told that he actually died in 1990. And after one year, that means in 1991, uh, Felicity actually... Mm. uh, started this foundation called Roald Dahl Foundation, okay? 
and uh, in that they fundraised and uh, their mo- actual motive was uh, to continue what Roldal wanted actually he really wanted to support seriously ill kids i think it's because as you have mentioned earlier that his son and his daughter met with some daughter, you know yeah. difficult situations in their lives like serious illnesses and yes. deaths so i think that might have be the reason so felicity uh, established this fu- uh, fundraising charity program and it is now called the marvelous children's charity you can actually donate money hmm. and you can be a patron and support wow. them what they do in this charity program is very interesting actually uh, mm-hmm. they have trained specialist nurses called roldal nurses okay and they have yes oh. and they have appointed them in hospitals or uh, in nursing homes they you can actually contact them and uh, get their uh, support if you have a seriously ill kid oh. uh, you can get their support mm-hmm. and also uh, i find it really interesting uh, that he has his own uh, estate called roldal's country okay within that oh. yes within that they have the roldal museum actually you can go there if you are a child of uh, age 6 to 12 you can go with your parents and you can enjoy a time like interacting with uh, the characters in the stories or you can actually uh, write your own stories in that one or you can experience things that roald dahl presented to this world i think that's very interesting right sanda yes it's interesting for all the kids but can't we go and do that as that's well? the problem our age will be a problem right <laughs> i also want really want to do that. i think if i could just go back in time and become a 6 year old i would definitely go there and check it out right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. anyway it's good for the children yes and of course all these profit that he received from his books or from this museum or anything 10% of his net profit always goes for charity So don't you think that's a very humane thing of Roldal and his family yeah very very generous act yes so yeah so i hope you got an insight into roldal's life and also some interesting facts about his uh, his novels as well so uh, this might make you want to reread the novels that you read when you were a little kid or maybe you want to read this uh, read one of roldal's novels to uh, one of your nieces nephews or else your own child yes so this is a good time to yes. have read, uh, ha- to have uh, an association with roldal during this period where we all are going through some hard times so you will get a relief when you yes. visit roldal's fantasy world isn't it nowadays yes of course i mean If you are planning to read Roldal Roldal's books don't worry about your age like we are <laughs> we are actually uh, young adults of uh, 25 and 26 or something like that but still we read his books we don't find it like oh we are reading some child's books or something like that we don't feel that we find the interesting stuff in the in his books like so don't worry yes. about your age like it doesn't uh, 
need to be a child who reads his books like if you uh imagine if you like to imagine things if you want to let your imagination go wild and think think about yes. things that yes that you want just read his books and you will understand how lovely it is and how fun it is right yes, yes of course uh i i we can say safely right gold dolls book doesn't have an you know a specific age range yes of, of course yes yes <laughs> and i also wanted to mention like i think you and i found a link open uh, library re- link where you can find roald dahl's books and also they 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 have a very wonderful thing like they have audio books as well uh, if you're if you're busy if you are doing some work but you want to have a read like have a read through you can just play the audio book and you can listen and continue what you are doing as well so you can enjoy the thing that you are doing while listening to roald dahl as well so we'll ha- we'll ha- link the open library in our description of this podcast and uh, you can just sign in with your gmail account and just have a read through so if you have read roald dahl's books or if you f- have anything to talk about him or if you have any memories that popped out in your head while reading his books just leave a comment in our facebook page yes of course we would love to listen to your memories that are associated with roald dahl so just leave us a comment and tell your story so we will meet you next week with an exciting podcast and with an interesting guest as well so uh, until then stay safe and follow all the rules and regulations the government has given so before we say our goodbye i would like to uh, say a line that roald dahl himself has said and that would inspire you all and above all watch with glittering eyes the whole world around you because the greatest secrets are always hidden in the most unlikely places those who don't believe in magic will never find it so we hope you continue to believe in magic as all the children in roldal's books do isn't it nowadays of course till we meet you in next week bye bye